Welcome to the Leah Andrews Show. I'm here with Patricia McCarthy, founder of the Mian Xiang Institute in Santa Monica, and she was also mine and Judith's professor at Yosan University. She taught us Chinese face reading. Welcome, Patricia. It's such an honor to have you here with us. It's an honor to be here with both of you. I really, I've missed you. Oh, good. <laughs> we missed you too. Yes, we're in Tucson now. She's decided to, to leave Southern California, at least temporarily. Um, the reason why I wanted to have you here is because the way that you taught us about five elements made it something really tangible and it helped us so much in the practice of our medicine, but also in how we live our lives in terms of business, in terms of romance, marketing, so many different things. Yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit about what is Mianxiang. Okay, Mianxiang is basically what you learned when, when you and Judith came and studied with me. It's a diagnostic tool of Chinese medicine mm -hmm. where you can look at the face and you can see certain things about the face. It, something as broad as the size and shape of the face, mm -hmm. the size and shape of each feature, the placements, and then markings on each of these features anywhere on the face that can tell you about health, <coughs> excuse me, mm -hmm. about the health of a person. Um, it can tell you whether there's an existing illness or if a per person is predisposed to a particular kind of illness. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the wonderful things about Eastern medicines, Chinese medicine too, is that you can prevent a lot of things because you can see what a person might be susceptible to. You know, I can look at you and I know, you know, right away that you have a lot of fire and a no lot kidding. of oh, <laughs> and uh -huh. a lot of metal. And, and we'll, we'll explain what that means a little mm -hmm. bit later, what those metaphors mean. So I would know what you would be predisposed to, um, sort of weaknesses, illnesses, whether it's mind, body, spirit. So if I were a practitioner, whether, you know, an allopathic doctor, an acupuncturist, a psychologist, anyone, if you came into my office and I saw you for the first time, I would know maybe what kind of leading questions to ask you that you might not even know yourself because you might be coming for another reason that's more immediate or more present. So that's one of the most fabulous mm -hmm. um, benefits of knowing facial diagnosis is to be able to sort of help your client or your patient before they even know anything might be off balance. So one thing that was, I wanted to go over a little bit about what the five elements are okay. for people who are not, you know, haven't been exposed to it. But another thing that I wanted to say before that, that was really important that I learned from you was that everything is a gift and a challenge. Mm -hmm. There is no bad element. So before we go over the five elements, because it's very easy to develop five element prejudice. Um, there is. There is no bad element. Everyone has good and bad. Right. Depending on how the choices that you make. Right. So I just want to preface. Yes. Well, you know, and that's, that's very, yeah. very important. It, it, it truly is. Um, so let me tell you what the five okay. elements are. Um, well, you know, but <laughs> we'll review it. Uh, if we were doing medical mm -hmm. facial diagnosis, we wouldn't be using the five elements. We'd be talking about the liver personality, the heart personality, the spleen, the lung, and the kidney. But no one wants to be told. You know, you know you're just very spleen. It just doesn't sound very good. So when you said before that there, there can be um, prejudice against the elements, a lot of times I think that's because there are certain emotions that are associated with each of the elemental personalities, mm -hmm. the, the challenges. Uh, so with the wood personality, um, that's connected to the liver, mm -hmm. as we had said before. Uh, we think of them as having anger as their, their challenging um, emotion. 
The other side of the anger, though, that you don't hear a lot about when people teach about the five elements is there are two sides of the same coin. The other side of the anger is passion. Mm -hmm. If you push down your anger, you're going to push down your passion for life. Yeah, so you don't want to do that. Fire is an interesting one. People always say, I want to be fire. All the other ones seem to have such, you know, challenging or maybe even negative sounding traits because the emotion associated with fire is joy. Something got lost in the translation. It really means overjoy, what we might call mania mm -hmm. or really scattered attention. So ADHD. See, ADHD, ADHD yes, yes. yes. So it comes with yes. its same challenge. So the other side of that very joyful uh, part that the fire person does carry in their heart, which is their associated organ, the other side of that, the joy can be despair. You know, so again, what, how do you, how you deal with joy mm -hmm. tells us a lot about how you deal with despair and disappointment. So the earth personality, their, their challenge is worry. They tend to worry about almost anything. Right? So they tend, to, they tend to be safe people to be around in a certain way because they've, they've kind of <laughs> examined every issue. Mm -hmm. And the other side of that, that worry is sympathy. They, great, they have great sympathy for people because they, they're connectors, they connect to people. So then we have metal people and the emotion that is their challenging emotion is it just went blank. Grief. Isn't that the funniest <laughs> thing? How many times a day do I say this? <laughs> so is grief, because I was thinking, what's there? What's the, there I just want to say that both we have two <laughs> high fire people together. This can be challenging. If, so go ahead. <laughs> that, this is, I don't think that's ever happened to me. So it's good. I'm glad it's happening on, on camera because I like to tell my students, it's hard to remember all these yeah. things. See, even after all these years. So metal is grief. Their challenge mm -hmm. is grief. And the other side of that is empathy and sympathy mm -hmm. and you hear that and that's why I think I got to, I was thinking ahead with my fire energy because when we talk about um, earth the other side is empathy or sympathy you hear that interchanged a lot I tend to go with empathy for earth mm -hmm. and sympathy as the other side for a uh, metal though you can read certain books and you can hear other people they'll say it. they're very close but from a Taoist point of view there, there is a fine difference. Yes. And, if you, and if you're metal, especially, which you have some metal, you understand yes. that fine difference. There's, there's a little more separation there with is. metal. Whereas there earth is. is there's merging kind of. That's, exact, that, that? that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And so water, their, their challenge is fear. And the other side of fear is wisdom. It comes from what if. What if? Very much like the earth, but they do it in a different way. Instead of the worry, it's, it's, it's more of an organic fear. Mm -hmm. And from that comes wisdom. So none of this is good. None of it is bad. Even the challenges, even the fear, the anger, the worry, it's all, it's who you are. We've all got something. You know, we all come into the earth with some kind of imbalance. And I believe, and you know from my classes and from your own experience, very often it's our challenges that end up being our greatest gifts. Mm -hmm. And it's our gifts that sometimes can be our stumbling blocks because we take it for granted and we don't value our gifts very often. I see that a lot in my work. Mm -hmm. so. so in a way, this knowledge is something that you can use to be kinder to yourself. Um, to accept yourself more, like, oh, this is my gift as well. Like, it, it, we always focus on what's bad. Oh, I, I'm always yeah. afraid of everything. Yeah. But then if you know the other side of that is mm -hmm. wisdom, mm -hmm. then it makes you a little bit kinder I hope to yourself. so. I hope so. And that, it happened to me mm -hmm. when I learned this many, many, many years mm -hmm. ago. That was one of the first effects when I thought, this is fabulous. Instead of trying to change who I am, 
I could change my behavior or how I reacted to my innate challenges because mm -hmm. I, I suddenly realized through through my teachers, and I say suddenly because my teachers were Chinese speakers who <laughs> didn't speak very much right. English. So it took a while for me <laughs> yeah. to realize what, what they were saying and what they really meant. Uh -huh. And I thought, oh, it's good to know what my innate challenges are because now I know I, that's that's me. That's simply who I am. I'm not going to ever change who I am, but how I be react to things, how I behave, and how long I want to hold on to maybe my fear or my scattered thoughts. I can decide to release it, but just know that when an adverse situation comes up, I'll probably have a little fear because I have a lot of water. Mm -hmm. you know, I don't have to hold on to it. That was the most freeing thing in the world to me. And that's what I try and teach my students and to also help my students teach their patients, their clients, and their students. It's the most important thing. Mm. So really the five elements is a way of looking at the world. I think so. So yes. that has applications. I mean, for my medicine, it, it, I use it in terms of helping to diagnose in lifestyle, you know, yes. maybe a wood person is going to be more, I have to give them action steps, things like that, even patient psychology. Yes. But also, if you're doing marketing, if you want to have a relationship, um, if you want to sell something to a particular person, yes. or convince, convince your friend to go and do something, if you know their element, you know the language. That's right, there is, and that's a very good point to bring up. There is yeah. a language. Okay. There are a way that people do it. Wood people, their, ang their language, mm -hmm. Um, remember that their their challenge mm -hmm. is anger. They sometimes seem like they're angry when they're going after what they want because they're very focused, they're very direct, they want to get it, they don't want to waste time, they want to win. They're they're innately competitive, they're active, they're they're you know, they tend to be very athletic and their vocabulary reflects that. The doing. Doing, going out, getting. Mm -hmm. And the fire their vocabulary is going to reflect their sense of fun, that joyfulness. So if you really listen to them and if you really want to talk to them versus that wood person, the wood person you're going to, if you need to get something from them, if you need to get a good answer, this is why I tell my lawyers when I work in courtroom situations to interview their witnesses, is if they know what element, you're going to ask a question of your wood person, mm -hmm. in fact, of what he or she does. Well, how do you do that? In a way, how do you think about that? You're going to talk to your fire person of, well, how did that make you feel? And especially your earth person, because very much they're, they're very in touch with their feelings and the feelings of other people. So again, it's, it's that type of thing. You know what their language is, mm -hmm. because if you ask a person who is very metal, things have to make sense to metal people, mm -hmm. whether it's money, whether it's practicality, um, anything that do it makes sense. So if you ask them a question of how they feel, they very often are going to answer and they say, well, I think that. You know, so if you're in a situation where you, you really need the, the true information, you ask them what they think. Mm -hmm. Just like with the earth person, ask them how they feel. Don't ask them what they think about something because it might make them step back. Well, if, you, if you ask them what they feel, they know they're so in touch with their feelings mm. okay. and they can give you a good answer. And what about the water person? The water person, you're going to um, appeal, depending on mm -hmm. what it is. Very different situation if you're in the courtroom. Right. You know, and what it is <laughs> they might that be you afraid. want. Right? <laughs> Yeah, you try you try to appear, appeal to their wisdom mm -hmm. all the time. But let's say you want to sell them something. Mm -hmm. If you want to sell an, um, a water person something, they're very sensual pe 
people. They love the feel of things. They love the way they move. They're very dreamy. They're very imaginative. So you're going to appeal to that dreamy, creative, imaginative part of them. Um, and that sensual thing, how does it feel when you touch it? You know, if you're going to send the, sell them a car, they're, they're, as opposed to the wood person who wants that really good, powerful machine, who, mm -hmm. who's probably probably the best and maybe better than everyone else <laughs> the best know, driver best driver best you know best car so on so yeah. forth um, and the the fire person you know you're you might want to sell them the car that's fun mm -hmm. maybe the convertible something right. that's fun a great color and the earth person probably something that's down to earth mm -hmm. that that is that feels right we were talking to Judith before and she said she liked her car because she felt and it was so funny she was using those uh -huh. earth things she felt it connected her to the bumps in the road yes and that's her that's part of her earth and the metal person you're going to sell them that car because it makes sense mm -hmm. they get so many um, miles a gallon um, they only need this type of fuel injection because they live in this climate and mm -hmm. so on and so forth and then you've got that water person who comes in you want to sell them the car you try and find the sensual part of the car. Mm. You know, this feels good. Feel those leather seats when you get in it. Feel how good it feels. Um, this, the sensuality of, of what the image that that car might mm -hmm. have. The imaginative thing. You know, I, I saw a car, um, car salesman selling a car once and he kept saying, I don't get, I don't get the water. And I stayed with him for two or three water days. Water is challenging. Because yeah, it's yes. very, yeah. very challenging. And he, I, I saw when he finally got it, this woman walked in, she was like the water goddess, you know, she just, she was just so, you know, Catherine Zeta-Jones uh -huh. type of thing. And she just walked in and he looked and he, and he just looked at her and finally he got it. He said, just imagine that this is your chariot. And it, <laughs> she looked at him a little oddly, but she got into it and he, they imagined where it would take them. And I'm looking around, all right, he's, uh -huh. he's got yeah. it. Took him two or three days, but he got the water, and she bought the car, and she came in for something else, mm -hmm. you know, something that um, she had read would be better for her. But she said, "No, this is my chariot. It's going to fulfill all my daydreams." Wow, it was fabulous. So, is there a way to appeal to all the five elements? Okay, because if coming, I mean, all of us now have to do our own marketing more and more, no matter what business we're in. Is there? Should we try to appeal to all of the elements in our marketing, or touch all on all, or should we hone in? I guess it depends on what kind of business we're in, right? Well, that's a that's a good point. Um, I did an article, which I just came yeah. across years ago. I forgot about not an article, a chapter for a book on marketing. Mm -hmm. This is 15 years or so ago, and um, this fellow wanted you know just that, mm -hmm. and um, I used an example. Of, I said, let's say you wanted to. Um, have a supplement store, vitamin and supplement store, mm -hmm. and we were, we were having lunch at um, with the interviewer at um, the Rose Cafe. So I said, over there is Gold's Gym, and let's say on that corner you want to have a supplement store, and, and you know that your market's going to be people who work out, and that's a lot of wood energy. Mm -hmm. They want to be the best, they want to be the biggest, they want to be the strongest, even though other elements might want to work out, that seems to be the goal, to be your best. Yes. And there's a lot of competitive. So if you're going to sell these vitamins and supplements, that's going to be pretty much your market. So you are going to cater to the wood element personality, even though a fire mm -hmm. element and an earth element, because they're striving towards that energy and yeah, that they behavior themselves. The, yeah, they want to be part of the wood. Yes. Energy, yeah. So make your shelves <laughs> yes. wood. Mm -hmm. Don't use metal because there is... There is um, 
an adverse reaction between metal just like people, metal people and mm -hmm. wood people have a little conflict. Uh -huh. Well, don't use metal in there. We say it cuts the wood's energy. Mm -hmm. um, use a lot of green. That's wood. That's growth. That's planting, you know, the roots uh, um, of your business um, as well as the growth of what the supplements are supposed to do. They're supposed to make you grow bigger and healthier. Um, that's very good. Let's say, say you were selling um, ice cream. You're going to put the ice cream store on Main Street in Santa Monica. Um, and you know that Santa Monica is a beach community, so a lot of people who go there at your ice cream store, you want to make it fire, probably. Very fun. Mm -hmm. A lot of excitement, you know, sprinkles on the wall, whatever it is. That <laughs> right. it, because it, everyone wants ice cream, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And we always say that the people who like ice cream best are the earth, but you don't want to apply that. Earth are going in for ice cream for some fun, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so you're going to use a lot of that fire element. So mm. you might put that very same ice cream store in Beverly Hills, but you might want to put a more elegant mm -hmm. um, twist to it because Beverly Hills, might, the people walking in the street might not be there for the fun of it. So it's knowing who your, your um, customer is mm -hmm. and knowing that you're going to have a different type of customer in a different part of town or a different country and so on and so forth. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Okay. Um, and I want to step back a little bit because I just realized mm -hmm. not everyone knows what the five elements look like. How do you know what element a person is? Because that, that's what we learned from day one in your right. class. I assume everyone knows. Right. <laughs> so how do, how do I know that someone is a wood person or a water person? Okay, we're going yeah. to use, right now when I explain to you, yeah. mainly the face. Mm -hmm. And talk about a little bit of body energy too. Mm -hmm. Because even though it's called facial diagnosis or face reading, mm -hmm. when we're doing for the person, you know, we're not disembodied faces wandering yes. around, hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, so let's start with the wood. Mm -hmm. We'll go in order. Wood people tend to have rectangular shaped faces, mm -hmm. sort of like a long tree. And their bodies tend to, the, the excess wood especially, think of professional basketball players. Mm -hmm. They look like big trees, you know, they're kind of rectangular. And there's a lot of energy in a wood person's eyebrows, brow bones, they tend to not everyone has brow bones, and the people who do tend to have more uh, brow bones than the others are wood. Mm -hmm. That's the control area. Yes. Eyebrows are passion and doing and um, ego also. So they're, they, that tends to be very prominent. They tend to have the set of their jaws is very strong. So you get that shape. You know, if you notice, that's the prominent area. The jaws are strong. Their eyes. They look at you mm -hmm. very direct, and especially if they mean business, mm -hmm. right? You know, if they're proposing, they probably don't mean to do that, you know, or asking you. Not always a good idea, uh, but you know, when they're when they're when they mean business, mm -hmm. they, they have that very direct stare. Fire people tend to have oval-shaped faces, and it's not so much particular features other than their eyes. Their eyes have that real spark. Mm -hmm. The eyes come alive, and, and what we say it reflects the shen. Mm -hmm. The shen, that spirit that lives in the heart, comes out through the eyes. So the more sparkly the eyes, the more chances that person has a lot of natural fire. But what we look for on their face, too, are the points. Points in eyebrows, points on the top of the lips, maybe a pointed nose, points on the edges of, um, of the lips and the eyes. And most of those energies go up. Mm -hmm. And you look at a lot of fire people, they even have kind of pointed yes, ears. Yes, like little elf ears. Yes, yes you see that a lot. <laughs> Excess... Yeah. Fire people have those very, um, you don't see it as much in women with the longer hair 
and but you do see it more in men with the more conservative or short hair mm -hmm. cut and I always like it but a lot of people don't so uh -huh. I, I'm trying to find another way instead of calling them the elf ears oh, I, do, I meant that <laughs> affectionately but, but I mean it affectionately too but it's, too. it's in, like it, you may hate your elf ears but if you know that that's your little fire trait then it's like oh I love my little elf ears right like, and that's why I was going to say once they understand <laughs> yeah. that it's the fire energy yeah. suddenly they like it again they don't yeah. have the hair growing over the yeah. ears anymore they can wear it with pride <laughs> yes. you know but um, so the earth person we say that they tend to have a square face, mm -hmm. but of course it's always going to be taller than wide. But the difference is, of the wood person, it's definitely that rectangle. Mm -hmm. You definitely see the length. Whereas with the earth person, and the more earth they are, the more excess earth, there's so much energy in the lower part of mm -hmm. the face that it feels squarer. Uh -huh. Okay, so there's a lot of energy here. And there's a lot of the same energy in their body. Mm -hmm. Now they tend to have shorter legs. Um, the energy is in the thighs and the tush. So that energy seems um, ground. The body is grounded, mm -hmm. closer to the ground, and um, so is their energy. And in the face, it reflects the same thing. They very often have uh, fleshy parts of their face. The, the chin, you, you can grab it, mm -hmm. you know, it's that little kind of thing. Yeah. Little balls of flesh um, on the end of their nose, puffiness under here, usually nice full cheeks. They can weigh 120 pounds and on their body, they're still going to have that fleshiness mm -hmm. right here. They just, they're a fleshiness. The earlobes, I forget to say that's an important mm, okay. uh, giveaway to this good earth area. I just remember that when we, I didn't say the fire body, um, the fire body very much it's not oval <laughs> like the face, but the energy goes up. Uh -huh. It tends to be a longer slender or body. The the rib cage, the torso is long, they tend to be long waisted, mm -hmm. um, slender legs, uh, slender arms, longer fingers. Um, when we say the sparkle that comes out of the eyes, very often you feel an energy. And if you you see this area, it's, it is often red, mm -hmm. a little reddish, that heart energy coming back. So I didn't want to forget that, yes, that fire body. Okay. Um, so we did earth, yes. metal. Mm -hmm. Metal, we used to say, we meaning we like 3,000 years ago, you know, uh -huh. when I was just a wee girl. <laughs> and uh, the, the ancient monks used to say that the, the face was round shape. Over the, the, the centuries, I think that it's lost that. The face tends to be a little bit more, it's the angular mm -hmm. that we see. Maybe a round shape, but the shape doesn't seem to be as important as the fact that I don't care how much you weigh, you could weigh 300 pounds, there's going to be very little flesh on your face and on this part of your body, sort of the opposite of the earth. Mm -hmm. And so it's the high cheekbones. It's very fine feeling of not so much the brow bones, but a fine area of the lower forehead, if that makes sense. Long slender noses, very defined features. And there's a certain delicateness. And there's also a sheen on the skin. It's not shiny, but there's a certain metal sheen. It doesn't matter what your race is, what your natural complexion. They're just sent, it's, it's kind of that giveaway. And you also see it in that area. And they're, they're very still. Um, 
and fire doesn't tend to always have a lot of flesh on their face either, but their their features are animated. Yes. Because they talk a lot. We never stop talking. <laughs> and we're very, whereas the metal person is very spare in their behavior, mm -hmm. and the features don't seem to move as much, nor does the body. They're very conscious. It doesn't make sense to them yes. to, to, to waste their energy. Mm -hmm. And the water person, the shape of their face, again, there, there's a little roundness. Um, it can be square, a little squared. It doesn't, it isn't like the, the metal or the fire where there's little flesh. There is a little bit more flesh, but what it is here is there's a fullness in this area, what we call the inner cheeks or the breath of life area mm -hmm. in Chinese medicine. Metal people will probably be more cut. Mm -hmm. You see a lot like of a model. models, <laughs> you know, a lot of models are yes. metal, wooden metal, yes. and they have those wonderful high cheekbones. Mm -hmm. Water, it's a little fuller mm -hmm. in here. They're a giveaway with their dreamy eyes. Mm. They just, they, they are talking to you, and the, sometimes you feel like they're daydreaming, and very often they are, you know, you talk to them, they go, but they can also follow what's going on here. Mm -hmm. The other look they have is because fear, mm -hmm. they can easily go into that startled or that very watchful thing, but th their, their eyes are always very noticeable. Mm -hmm. um, the body is, tends to be a sensual body, if it's a woman, there, it's what we used to call that 1940s hourglass mm -hmm. figure, fuller at the top, um, going in at the waist and fuller uh, um, on the bottom. And earth and water bodies are a little hard to tell when you're first looking, but you always say, if you can find a waist, it's water. Mm. The earth people seem to be thicker in the waist mm -hmm. and not have as much of, of that hourglass. Mm -hmm. With men, it, it's a little harder to mm -hmm. tell, you know, because there are not too many men with the hourglass figures. <laughs> right. But there's a sensuality mm. about the body. Yes. And it's a sensuality in the way that there's, there's a fleshiness, but it's not too much fleshiness. Mm -hmm. There's a roundness in both men and women. And, but there's a, there's a way of speaking, there's a way of walking. So mm -hmm. a little harder in the beginning, but once you get, we said with our, our salesman, finally you look enough yes. and you finally see it. Well, I think water is more challenging because water is like a reflection, right? It, I think you, you taught yes. that in class. It's, it's, yes. it, it's very easy to see yourself in a water person and, and project and... Yes, it is. And it's, I think it's part of that sensuality because when they talk to you, they really want to know mm -hmm. about you. They want the story. We always say that the, the water person, one of the personality characteristics is they're on the search for the truth. Mm -hmm. Whereas wood people, the opposite of that, they're in the for enforcers of the truth. Yes. As they well, see their, it. Their truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, as they, that's why we have a lot of um, protectors yes. and people in the military and the police force, mm -hmm. the enforcers of yes. the truth. They're also the people who will go to war. The yeah. people who will fight to protect you might also go into the boundaries. So, yes. you know, there, there's a lot of that. Whereas the water person, it's the search for the truth. And that's why it's so easy for people to see themselves in that because they connect. Mm -hmm. They'll make that eye connection. And they really do want to know about you. They want to know your truth. And because to them, everything is the search for the truth. So mm -hmm. you can imagine there are a lot of um, um, philosophers, a lot of those thinkers, mm -hmm. um, a lot of defending attorneys, mm -hmm. prosecuting attorneys are wood, defense attorneys tend to be um, water. Interesting. Yes, for, you know, looking uh -huh. for the truth. Uh -huh. So yeah. can't, I know you don't like to do this, but could you? <laughs> 
But could you give like a celebrity or well-known example Ooh. for the elements? I, I remember you said Albert, Albert Einstein was a great water person. So was Evil Knievel for two different yes. reasons. Yes, um, that is true. Um, well, you look at Evil Knievel. He, I love using him, him and his example. And I, I don't know if you remember from class because it was so many years ago. I actually was lucky enough to meet him. Oh, wow. Yes. And it was just such a thrill. And at first, you know, I tried to, because I knew it was such a short window and it, it mm. came out of nowhere that I really wanted to explain water to him. Yes. <laughs> you know, at, first, at one point, he said, this may be one of the more dangerous conversations <laughs> I've had. And then he got it. He, he, was, he was so lovely and charming. But... You know, we talked about fear being the, the emotion associated with water. Well, Evil Knievel, he's not a scaredy cat. He's not someone who, you know, avoided fear, but fear was his issue. Everything mm -hmm. that he did was beating fear, mm -hmm. was controlling fear, but it was all fear-based. So that's what we say. We don't know what someone's going to do. You know, you can be a practitioner, you could be a poet and, and know the five elements and think it's going to help you in your relationship with people, and it will. What it will do is tell you certain things about it, but you'll never know unless you form some type of relationship with them, or they're famous and you read about it in the tabloids, and we know that's true, right. you know, <laughs> what it is, what they've done with mm -hmm. their challenge, yes. what they've learned from it. So Evil Knievel mm -hmm. is a wonderful um, example mm -hmm. of that and if you look at his face he does have a lot of those water he did mm -hmm. have those water features and Einstein's a wonderful one he had he had two things he had fire fun uh -huh. as well as the water the thinker the curiosity the truth of this the living in his dream world I think I told the story mm -hmm. he used to have a place in, I think it was Martha's mm -hmm. Vineyard or, or some place where um, friends of friends, parents, said so they used to see him wandering uh -huh. around, you know. And, and wandering is a big water yes, activity. Just, <laughs> yes, and just, you know, because you can just wander, go with the flow and mm -hmm. what it is, and he'd be thinking. And they'd say, hi, where are you going? Or, you know, the, oh, I was supposed to go to the store and get bread, you know. <laughs> and they say, when? He goes, a while ago. <laughs> and I thought, it's so perfect. It's just yeah. living in your head, being so... So pleased with your own company because your thoughts are so many mm -hmm. and one thought will lead to another and will lead to another and they're all interesting and those water people are so willing to go and explore every tributary. But you know they're as determined to reach their goal as the, water per as the wood person. Mm. The wood person will go straight like that basketball player. I've got a basket ball. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a ball in there. I've got a basket down yeah. there and you all might be in my way. You better get out of my way, right? Well, that's my job yes. is together. Yeah. Whereas the water person is, ah, I'll go here, I'll go there. But they will get to there. Mm -hmm. the, the journey is as important to them mm -hmm. as the goal. Okay. And that's also, you just brought up a point of why mm -hmm. would people <laughs> tend to be, get more, be the recipients of, I think, a lot of element prejudice for the reason that when they're unbalanced, no one can ignore it, right? They, right. <laughs> they'll knock you over. You'll know that they're there. You'll know that they're there because they're goal-oriented. Uh -huh. the, the other thing, though, that I, I remind people, the other side of that, you know, to remember their passion. Uh -huh. Their passion for life is part of that going forward, yes. too, and getting there. They're also the protectors. Yes. They will do anything to take care of those who can't be taken care of. It may be their way, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> as they see it, but they, they, they're leaders. Yes. So they who, get so, things done. So who's a good wood person? Almost any leader you can think of. Okay. Um, almost 
any professional basketball player. Mm -hmm. um, um, I can't think of one name yeah, without right. the other, but I mean, you yeah. you name almost any leader of almost any country, mm -hmm. except um, Angela Merkel right now. I'm thinking of her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she, yeah. She's, um, she's what we call mountain um, earth, uh -huh. uh, which has very many similar mm -hmm. behaviors. But yes, most of our leaders, um, Obama mm -hmm. um, is wood and fire. Mm -hmm. Um, the last election, he was against Mitt Romney, mm -hmm. very wood mm -hmm. and metal. Go find almost any leader who mm -hmm. rises to the top, and more often than not, unless it's in the creative businesses. Uh -huh. I go into arts and designs, and yes. I see that, you know, in the, in the corporations where I do workshops, the heads of these departments tend to be water. Mm -hmm. Okay? The heads of the people who are running the company tend to be wood. Yes. More often than not, or a wood combination. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, so, the, you know, you talk about the, there are certain prejudice. Uh -huh. It's And people always say, oh, those fire people, don't they? They just drive you crazy. And I'm always going, well, I think we're rather charming. I know. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with fire. We're a lot of fun. <laughs> you know? And for certain metal people, mm -hmm. certain earth people, fire can drive them crazy yes. Yes. because they're not grounded. Yes. Unless they have some earth. The fire person is is just ready to, you know, go off on anything that's fun but you know they do come back but they might need a little guidance <laughs> they come back, they're they're come back. <laughs> not as easily as the the, the water person okay. so um yes and a lot of people oh earth you know people they're so down to earth they're so you know this and metal people are so practical mm -hmm. and i find very often what it is that people have a prejudice against the other element it's either what they're deficient in mm -hmm. themselves and what they're saying is i don't understand it yes they're not like me yes why can't you just be more like me and mm -hmm. that's sort of human nature sometimes yes. with other people or it's something that they are one of their elements mm -hmm. like a lot of fire people don't like other fire people uh-huh yes I've noticed this because yes. they feel it gets their fire going and yes. they feel embarrassed if they're out of control and so on and so forth mm -hmm. so I always just say you know just look at you whatever yeah. it is that you're uncomfortable with mm -hmm. because there, you know and the funny thing is when there is that element prejudice we all think you know the person who has that prejudice everyone else feels the same right and i go well no i was just in a workshop and everybody loved you know whatever yes, it is yes, you know it, yes. it all depends on what it is yeah. i had you know i'm very very attracted to wood people mm -hmm. i'm just drawn to them i'm wood deficient mm -hmm. and so even you know all those years ago when i was before i knew about this i was still doing it it's just that i suddenly learned why yes you know i don't purposely look for wood people to balance me i just innately do it yes you know because they help me focus they help me get things done mm -hmm. and i'm also earth deficient okay and i have a lot of earth people in my life mm -hmm. they help ground me you know there are people i call when i feel like i can't pull my energy in my fire energy and i'm just over and then i've got the water mm -hmm. so i'm going to flow down here <laughs> and i'm going to you know go off there yes and inevitably i will call my earth friends mm -hmm. and just say i need help ground me <laughs> you know? talk some sense into me you know That's and funny. sometimes my metal also because metal can help and, and thank goodness i have metal i can help you know i can organize my own you know out of control <laughs> fires sometimes yes. but yes we either have to look at our imbalances mm -hmm. as as our favorite parts of ourselves yeah and really love that part because it is you know you can think of as your fire as oh no i'm too scattered or my fire is charming yes or my water just takes me on these paths i, I wasn't going there 
you know, I was going to the store, you know, <laughs> but you say, well, my journey brought me mm -hmm. here. Unless the house is on fire and you're going out to get a pail of water, <laughs> it's generally okay. Yes. But we're all very tough on ourselves. Mm -hmm. And often we can be tough on other people too. You know, it's like we say, we want them. Why can't you be more like me? And if you can understand that it's someone's nature and that they're not fighting you. I find that in, in corporate work a lot. When I go in and I'm asked to, you know, help them maybe balance something and you know something's going wrong it may be because a manager or a team leader say well they aren't doing it my way they're fighting me instead of saying there might be a different way of doing it they're, they're not fighting you they're not you yes and they think differently and they feel differently and it's so wonderful to see those lights go off and it, it happens immediately but we do tend to think that sometimes people are fighting us yes. by not being the way we are. Yes. And that's I, an important thing. I want to get back to that. That's fascinating to me, the relationships and how to, how to have better relationships. But I yeah. want to go back over fire, metal, and earth. Examples of them. So example of a fire person. Well, I think I just gave it to you. <laughs> a fire person. Oh, oh, like a, like a, a personality or something. That's yes. So, so, they do love to have fun. Okay. And I always, like when I do corporate work, yeah. and I always go, if that fire person on your team is not having fun uh -huh. in some way, if it's not speaking to their heart, if it isn't bringing them joy, they won't stay. Yes. They really won't. There has to be that element. And sometimes that sounds frivolous to some people, but it's not. That's who they are. Yes. And they can bring, you know, a teacher who has fun is wonderful. A neurosurgeon who has fun is also wonderful. There, there's no downside to it. It's just making it work with the, whatever group you're having. So the heart needs to be open for the fire person to do their best. And very often that's shown in joy, but it's also shown in love. Mm -hmm. No one can be hurt and devastated by a love affair like a fire person. You know, for good or bad, or good or challenge, that fire heart opens up mm -hmm. and that's one of their big challenges they tend to bond very quickly not just in love relationships but um, friendships you know very often the fire person say oh new person in the department just invited the boss to the house for a barbecue you go, really <laughs> you know one doesn't do that mm -hmm. you know well the fire person does it's like oh good fine. you know come on over a new friend yes so it's, you know, and then when they're sort of told, well, that's not done at this company or in this, you know, this culture or whatever it is, their feelings are hurt. Yes. So, you know, the good part is they're very open-hearted. The challenge is they can easily be hurt and they don't often see those. Um, he, he was the quintessential fire, mm -hmm. you know, on stage, just inappropriate, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> oh, he, he can't do that. He can't do this. He can't say that. But he knew what he was doing. Mm -hmm. He knew what he was doing, but he just, his heart was open. Um, and of course, the quintessential um, fire person, I always think, is Robin Williams. Uh -huh. You know, just that scattered all over the place, funny, fun, loving life, love, love, you know, just can't turn it off either. You know, but yet when he doesn't have an audience, because fire people need people, like other people need earth and water mm -hmm. to live fire people need other people so when Robin Williams was alone and he wasn't performing he probably was a little bit more challenged than most people in keeping on you know conversation but 
he could come down. He could come in. This the downside of fire people when they come down somehow and they don't have people in their life or something. As we said before, they can easily go into the despair. So we often look and see the higher the fire energy, sometimes the lower the despair. Mm -hmm. So you know, trying to even out is harder. Yes. Yeah. So then a metal, a famous metal person. Oh, I I always love to go. It's funny. Uh, I'm coming up with a lot of people who are with us anywhere, but some of them are so quintessentials. Some people will remember those who like old movies. David Niven mm. was such a wonderful one. The elegance, you mm. know, the the long slender nose, the the just you know very per perfect because metal people want everything to be perfect, mm. perfection. And David Bowie was always wonderful. Those you know those those features of his and that elegance that he had. You know, a rock and roller was mm -hmm. also extraordinarily elegant. Gwyneth Paltrow, though I think I should she's aging she's a little bit less looking um, the metal but she has a lot of those features and a lot of that behavior um, that's why that's all I'm thinking of right okay. now okay yes. no, that's that's a good okay broad, broad range all right yes, yes. Um, and then for an earth person we haven't gone over that oh one. okay I always love yes. to use Marilyn Monroe uh-huh okay. again someone that everyone knows that um, you know that voluptuous but not in a water way as much you know you see she there is something very grounded about her very sexual you know earth people they let we always say earth people and their appetites mm -hmm. you know they love their food they love sex and that they're just loving sex for itself very often the earth people are saying yeah what's wrong with that uh -huh. you know where the metal person well the place for everything and everything is place you know <laughs> and the fire person say but it has to be fun and you know the earth because they're very earthy people can uh -huh. understand that so very often they have the full lips and the you know those fleshier features mm -hmm. and they just look wonderfully sexually as opposed to that sensual part um and I always say that Marilyn Monroe, she had that sexual, wonderful, open sexuality about her. Mm -hmm. Of course, it, it was part of her, her problems, too, because yes. the time that she was at her fame, probably that wasn't as accepted mm -hmm. of a woman being so comfortable with herself. So yes. I think in some ways it made her uncomfortable with herself. Yes. And some other people can think, uh, Lena Durham mm -hmm. is a different kind of um, earth um, she's more of the mountain earth the less of that sensual yes. and more of that practical down-to-earth mm -hmm. type of person um, I think of John Candy just starting to think of some of the quintessential yes. body types and behaviors of course John Candy um, a lot of comedians um, who have earth also have a little bit of that fire mm -hmm. too and you can see that combination so that's who's coming to my mind right okay. now then that's great because okay. that gives a, a little bit of a visual for people okay. who are not used to doing right. face reading haven't done your class yet right which hopefully they will um yes. or at least go on the website <laughs> i have lots of different examples of people on my yes, website they, exactly so they can check that and out. we'll give that that link um, okay. at the end of the show but sure. um now, in terms of, we, we should, we've been kind of touching on a little bit, but relationships. I know you do a lot of work with corporations, getting people to work better as teams. Yes. Who, if, if I'm a particular element, who is my best friend, my best coworker, my best lover? My, who, how does that work? Well, you could tell us that. <laughs> but, um, that might be more interesting. Um, okay, well, I do do love and relation, uh, love and sex. And love and relationship workshops. Mm -hmm. The love and sex is mostly couples, yes. because 
I started off doing it in general, and that got interesting. <laughs> I bet. There's these couples fighting in the middle of the show. <laughs> you know, or people who are looking to hook up, and I, go, I don't think that's it. <laughs> so the love and sex relationships I do now are, are people who are in a relationship, mm -hmm. and, and they're not as, as common for me to do love and relationship workshops, mm -hmm. which I love doing because... Um, in a lot of my readings that I do too, I do couples readings, mm. and I'm very popular for wedding gifts and <laughs> engagement bet. gifts um, because you can go in and help people. Say, you know, you don't know who anyone's going to fall in love with. You know that that's that's a science that I don't think anyone yeah. will, will ever understand. And and because of the art and because of you know whatever heart issues that you have and open heartedness and however you connect, that's the mystery and the wonder of life. But I can look at someone and say, mm -hmm. I have an idea of where some of your, your bigger challenges are going to come. And let's say, for instance, um, we mentioned before the wood and metal people. Mm -hmm. um, wood and metal people have a, a difficult time. Metal people have a lot, are, one of their big issues is criticism, right? Self-criticism critical of other people because of their need for perfection. Mm -hmm. And the the imbalance often comes with the wood people. And I always say to the, the metal and the wood people, you don't have to come and cut the wood person's <laughs> trunk. Yes. But what might happen, your nature is still to make everything perfect. Mm -hmm. And you need to know you can't because that wood person very often feels pretty good about him or herself. <laughs> yes. Except when you're around, when your energy, they, they do listen, they do respect. And if they do love you, or if they work for you, if it's a business thing, mm -hmm. but let's say in love, they're going to take it a little bit more, you know, s seriously than you might even attention. Yeah. So what I try and bring them to is saying, you know, when you feel that something isn't working, be aware that you could have a cutting tone to your your voice, a cutting mm -hmm. intent. Yes. And instead of cutting the trunk, especially if someone you love and you care about, try and trim the branches. Yes. <laughs> you know, just a little pruning. Just, you know, prune a little bit. <laughs> And, and talk and be open yes. with each other. So that might be an innate um, uh, challenge. Mm -hmm. uh, fire and water people mm -hmm. are attracted to each other. Again, that opposite. You know, and with their challenge, I always say to the water person, be very careful. You don't put out his or her fire. Yeah. When they get really excited and you just aren't responding and your dreaminess can look like disinterest. Mm -hmm. And it could be disinterest. Yes. Um, you know, be very careful that some of your be, be aware of your behaviors mm -hmm. might not even that night might not be your intention but the fire person tends to be a little sensitive anyway now the fire person with the water person be a little careful around them sometimes you don't get their water boiling too much <laughs> or use mm -hmm. it that maybe if they're a little too dreamy use some know how to use some of your fire intentions to maybe get the water boiling mm -hmm. a little bit so that you're both on the same the same wavelength if you need to be okay for whatever that task is and so in the workshops and in I have a book coming my love uh -huh. and relationship book oh coming wonderful out. Uh -huh. yeah it is a great one I'm, I'm, you're you're I'm going to love to this, this. <laughs> you really will it's called the Tao of love and relationship uh -huh. and it really gives like tons of, re of of examples of what you can do you know to get someone else's water boiling yes. if they need it or to cool it down and how to make your differences and your challenges work and also how to make you know what if you get two fire people who fall in love mm -hmm. how to get them to 
to not just be feeding each other's energy yes. all the time, but how to balance that, you know, to earth people. Mm -hmm. Okay, you know, you, you might fall into too much of a down-to-earth pattern. What can you do to keep sometimes the romance alive? Mm -hmm. Okay. And so on and so forth. So none of it's good, none of it's bad. It's just knowing what innately might come in to challenge you mm -hmm. and, and having a few tricks up your sleeve. Right. Knowing yourself, knowing the other person, mm -hmm. And, and using some of these things, and it works all the time. Mm -hmm. Even though I know it's going to, I always go like, wow, that, that's works. so cool when I see it happen. Yeah. So what you were describing for people who are not as familiar with the, the five elements, mm -hmm. the examples that you gave of more challenge were more control cycle. Uh, yes, yes. Connections or being of the same element, those right. tend to be more problematic for people. Is that overgeneralization or? It's equal. Okay. It's equal in a way. Um, to me metal people tend to get together a lot because they are okay. so. Oh. Th their, their need for perfection and and their their dislike of change, mm -hmm. and they really get along. Probably the best of all the the elements that are in that. But what happens is over the, a period of time mm -hmm. they stop communicating. Mm -hmm. They don't like to make waves. So when I work with people who have a lot of metal, mm -hmm. you know, with couples on, on each side, I really try and find out what that other element of each of them is to kind of get them away from that need to be perfect, the need not to make waves. Mm -hmm. And over a longer period of time, they might have a harder time. In the beginning, it might be easier uh -huh. for them because they don't argue. Yes, they, they think the same. Yeah. Uh, so what is, like, what would it be more of the uh, generating cycle that would have naturally the most affinity, natural chemistry, less work, like, like a, say like a wood and a fire person? Or, yes, when okay. things are going good. Okay. So, yes, because okay. as we say, okay. wood feeds fire, fire yes. feeds earth, earth feeds um, mm -hmm. metal, metal feeds water, and water comes back and feeds wood mm -hmm. very often so when you said wooden fire wooden fire get along mm -hmm. well wood people like to be in control fire people they don't care uh -huh. as much you know they can go with the fun of it and so on and so forth what happens sometimes is when the so the wood feeds fire mm -hmm. they feel powerful they mm -hmm. love the feeling they watch uh -huh. the fire come alive yes because remember fire need other people so they can be kind of quiet complacent but the wood person mm -hmm. can walk in the door and it's like oh i've been waiting for you all day or my whole life you uh -huh. know and suddenly i feel alive and the wood mm -hmm. person likes that and the fire person likes the woods energy because they make them feel alive you mm -hmm. know for the same reason and the, it's just there's a lot of fun between the two elements and if anyone can quote control wood it's that fire because mm -hmm. they tease them uh-huh but the way fire people tease wood people they like it no one else can do it in mm -hmm. quite the same way so they have a wonderful communication generally when it quote goes wrong yes is when the fire can be too big mm -hmm. and it goes what we say the fire energy goes backwards mm. and burns up the woods wood oh and the wood gets <laughs> depleted uh-huh okay <laughs> Yes, Does that make sense? Yes. And then the wood can't feed the fire. Yes. It can't be, the wood is, and then it, sometimes that flame goes out in so, that relationship. So it almost would mean like you would need, if you're going to go to the generating cycle, you need like a strong wood and maybe like a normal to weaker fire. That would be a better combination rather than a weak wood yes. and a overdone fire. Right, but you know, falling in love. You don't get to choose. You don't get to choose yes. that. So yeah. I'm working with a couple now yes. long distance, yes. and that's exactly what's happening. So what I'm doing is 
we have to build, it ha he happens to be wood and she happens to be fire. And so we have to build up his wood. But if I literally built up his wood, it would just keep feeding her fire mm -hmm. and it would just keep burning up. So what we're doing is I'm feeding water. Uh -huh. So just, you know, just a little getting him hit, feeding his strength again. Mm -hmm. And then the water also bringing it is going to, um, put out some of her fire. Yeah. So I've given them a lot of the feng shui ideas of what to do, mm -hmm. um, some qigong kind of things, uh -huh. just, you know, ways to relax and bring balance. And we've only been doing it for about two, two to three weeks, and it's working already. Oh, wow. And, you know, sometimes, you know, people say, does that work really work? And I say, it tends to, and I don't know if it's, if it's the intent right, or what it is, but it does work. I've been doing this for many, many, many years. Uh -huh. And it works. So I love working with couples or with people in business or mm -hmm. whatever it is. Let's let's find a way to balance this, even yes. if it's symbolic. Mm -hmm. Even if it's bringing a bowl of water with a floating purple flower. If you look at it and it just reminds you mm -hmm. to calm down. Yes. You know, or if it reminds you if, as a wood person to to get your strength yes. back. Mm -hmm. You know, or maybe it's going to for some other reason. I don't uh -huh. know. What is it that she is? I really don't, mm -hmm. but I know it works uh -huh. over and over. Wow. Yeah. So that's very similar to astrology. A lot of um, Chinese astrologists that I've mm -hmm. talked to, you know, we talk about compatibility, but what they say is that if you are respectful of people's differences, there's no incompatibility. You know, that's like right. you just, it's just understanding where the other person is coming yes. from and adapting to that. It's so, exactly the same. But knowing that you are going to have inherent yes. challenges yes. and not just say, just love him or her so much it's going to work right. out and it does for a few weeks yeah <laughs> and then that really so adorable thing starts getting yeah. annoying yeah and then if you can understand it even from an elemental point mm -hmm. of view and you can work at it from that it's a, it just yeah. it opens up communication to know we're all different mm -hmm. or maybe we're too much the same yes and it's stifling us in a certain way mm -hmm. we're not challenging each other in a way that maybe another couplehood, yeah. you know, a couple combinations. So let's find a way to do that. Mm -hmm. yeah, there's always going to be something. There always is something. So it's almost like you would, you really should be required premarital counseling. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I think this so. This is it's, what we're going to be dealing with in 10 years. Let's deal with it yeah. now kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. So how did you come to, to this work? Because it, it's, it's a very unique path. By accident. Okay. By accident. Many, many years. And I'm not going to give you the whole story. It's so long. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how to, on fire and water, I don't know how to tell the short, the short story. Uh -huh. um, but part of it is in my first book. Mm -hmm. And But the thing is, is um, by mistake, I ran into an older Chinese man. I was writing a story mm -hmm. about the turn of the last century, 1903. And I was very interested in, interested in immigration. And um, I was interested when I, by mistake, found out about sort of the Chinese immigration uh, in the West. I wanted to know about these families. I wanted to know what it was like for these families to live. And I was living in Tucson, Arizona at the time. My husband was doing his internship and residency. Mm -hmm. We had just moved from New York City, and I was in this very bizarre, <laughs> deserty, odd place. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to know. And no one would talk to me. None of the Chinese community would talk to me. And then finally this man, Mr. Ping, came. Mm -hmm. And he came, he had never lived here either, but he would talk to me. 
and I realized he didn't know anything about what went on in the Southwest you know, before either, but <laughs> at least the Chinese person was talking to me about uh -huh. certain culture, and, so, right. and this was a long time ago, so I didn't know very much, and you know, people weren't visiting China at that time. Those borders were closed you know, between the two countries, and I got to know him, and got to know him, and he was talking to me. I would bring him out in the desert, and he would tell me things. And finally, really, it was geomancy, which we mm -hmm. later, that's how old I am, <laughs> we later became known as feng shui. Mm -hmm. And then he diagnosed something in me in a very dramatic way. He was pointing to my nose and my heart uh -huh. and told me, go get husband. Go get, and I said, Mr. Ping, I have a husband. And then it kept going back and forth and so so frustrated and then I said are you telling me something's wrong with my heart and he said yes and so I went and got you know my husband who was a resident um, at the time and of course he said oh well he did did he <laughs> you know <laughs> this crazy but man told, yes. looked at your nose and said you have a heart problem <laughs> right <laughs> and basically it was it was just nothing nothing that important mm -hmm. but it could have been very important and it actually was important, but I don't like to yes, you know, yes, talk about okay. it that much. Um, and it was all fine, but it certainly went, okay, I have to know about this. And my husband said, this is interesting. Yeah. So it was, Mr. Ping, you need to teach me everything. Wow. And at that time, you know, this is, um, well, for one thing, oh, I thought, oh, he, I would tell him about, this was the most fun part for mm -hmm. me. I would tell him every day about my book and what I'd be writing and everything. He'd always go, no good. No good. And he would go back and go, no good, no good. So finally I said, so Mr. Ping, when you worked in, in publishing and as an editor in, in, in Taiwan, mm -hmm. mm, never, never, never. And I said, well, what? And that's when I realized he knew something about medicine or mm -hmm. it was basically, it was an acupuncturist. But, and I said, oh, well, why do you think my book's no good? He said, no good. <laughs> Oh, good. Like, oh, okay. Uh, but he was still telling me things. And so um, I still wasn't sure that he, what he did, you know, at that point. So when we went back and, you know, all the medical people in Tucson, what is it that you yeah. know that we realized he had a medical background and this was a medical diagnostic thing? And I thought, you have to teach me. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, thank God he's not an editor because maybe my book might be good. <laughs> And he certainly knew about medicine. Uh -huh. And he only taught me because, as we know, Chinese medicine from the old country, where he was from China, it's lineage. It's passed yes. down from father to oldest son. And sometimes even the youngest son isn't lucky enough to get it, yeah. the information. And certainly not the daughters, but cert so certainly not someone who wasn't Chinese, and certainly someone who wasn't a relative. Yes. But I'm the only one interested in listening to him. Yes. And that was it. And then he yeah. sent me to other teachers because mm -hmm. he went back to Taiwan he couldn't take the he couldn't take the heat yes in Tucson <laughs> um, he went um, so I studied with some a nice wonderful man for, for the same reason was mm -hmm. lonely to pass on the information in New York and then again mm -hmm. in, in uh, California yeah. and then yeah. I met the people at Yosan yes and they asked me to teach but I yeah. never thought I would be allowed to right because I wasn't Chinese yes you know and and I wasn't part of a family, but as the years changed. So I had many years of studying mm -hmm. and being mentored before I even began to practice or teach. Mm -hmm. So I did it the old school way, mm -hmm. which was because I never thought I would be able to yeah. do it. I just couldn't fathom it. 
but I was so fascinated by it. But you had, you have a natural gift. I mean, I think you're naturally, I don't know use the word psychic or whatever it is, but you can pick up on details, if you want to put it that way. I think we all are, okay. as you know. Um, we talked about in that class, I remember your mom always, I would be doing something mm -hmm. and your mom would always say to her, there she goes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Judith never knew that I would hear her. <laughs> but it is true. When you get there, there, it's being able to use everything available to you. And fire people are known to really be able to, you know, the spirituality. Well, we're all spiritual, but maybe connect in a different ways. Mm -hmm. And what we would call psychic, you know, in Chinese medicine, they'd call something else. But just being able to go there and trust it. And yes. I think, like, and you know the same thing. Mm. Um, I think we all have it. It's we're not taught to value it. Yes. And this is a culture that does value it. So in doing the readings, when I would notice, I would just know the right questions to ask mm -hmm. and the right way to go. And I feel that if you do it often enough, most people will have it. Okay. If you have some fire and maybe some water, you might have a little bit more of the gift. And the 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 earth person has the gift of really being able to, in some ways, merge with that person. So it's using what you have, and I think it's my fire energy, mm -hmm. you know, to, to have me, there There I go again. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> what do you see as the, how do I put this? What do you see as people, I don't wanna say doing wrong, but the, the biggest mistakes that people make in their element in, in, in kind of in, in seeing themselves and seeing their element. What is the biggest mistake? What, what, what is the Chinese, what does Chinese face reading uh -huh. help fix the most in people? How, how can it help people the most? Oh, I think it has to do with what we said earlier, realizing that everybody's got something. Mm -hmm. Everyone has a challenge and to know what you're innate challenges to know who you really are and know that it's fine because mm -hmm. everyone else has what you, you don't stand out from the crowd you know what we tend to think when we're real little yeah everybody's just fine look at them they're all in and many of us when we're not mm -hmm. so little as we get older too uh, of just that everybody else seems to have it all together mm -hmm. you know and, and we hear all these you know aphorisms about everyone puts their pants on one you know leg at a time and yeah. so on and so forth but i think for me, the thing that I see is the light bulb go on for everybody is like, I'm fine just the way I am. Mm -hmm. I, because what I don't like, I hope it's, when I say to people, I hope what you don't like about yourself is it, it's that what's not working mm -hmm. for you. You can, you can tweak it. Mm -hmm. You can change it. You can make it work. But you'll always be you. Yes. And that's valuable because if you're always fearful, when something big and scary happens, yeah. if the first thing you're fearful, and that person's always going to be angry, and they're there, you can decide with practice how long you're going to hold on to the anger, yes. the fear, the worry, and then you can work at it. It may not happen overnight, but just knowing that's your thing. Yes. That's your first reaction. It doesn't have to be your last reaction. It doesn't have to be your last response. Mm -hmm. But it will always be your first. Mm -hmm. And it may be less intense as you work on yourself or you simply age and have more life experience. And that's not bad because right. without that fear, 
you're not going to have that wisdom and that's your special gift mm -hmm. without that anger you're not going to have that passion for life and that's a special gift and so on and so forth for for all of them that what I, is what i think is the most valuable thing mm -hmm. to really see who you are as a person with a challenge uh -huh. just like everyone else yes and I think you touched on something that I think is really beautiful about Chinese medicine on every level from talking about feng shui to horoscopes to face reading to, mm -hmm. to the medicine is that just because you have something that's not there's this beautiful interplay with destiny and choice mm -hmm. um, so it's like there's always a loophole yes and so it's like okay you're born with you know what too much wood or something like that mm -hmm. well there's things that you can do with medicine with your mm -hmm. lifestyle with the people that you choose to associate with mm -hmm. to, with the feng shui in your home yes. that are going to bring out the best and and mitigate the worst of that mm -hmm. so there's always there's like this huge toolkit to, yes. to 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 balance it out yes you can be excess water mm -hmm. and become agoraphobic You'd be so frightened to leave your home mm -hmm. and many you know many people with agoraphobia do have excess water and to know that maybe it's just tweaking that a little bit and the next thing you know you'll be jumping over buses you know on a motorcycle <laughs> you know you can, you'll be the new evil Knievel yes. you know probably that won't happen mm -hmm. but there are ways of dealing with that disorder of agoraphobia by by treating your water in a way that it's not so much the enemy it's the gift let's make it the gift instead of the challenge mm -hmm. and very often mo most often it does happen you know you don't have to jump over the buses but you could you <laughs> yes yeah it's lighting that water person that agoraphobia you could mm -hmm. with the same thing that you think of the challenge the other side of that is the same thing that could be the gift you know so we can help you mm -hmm. work that out and, and get you to that point that will make your life happier what, one thing too what about disharmony within yourself like a, one thing that we see a lot is the face is like a different element than the body well as you probably know too you don't see that that often mm -hmm. and when you do you know that there's an innate disconnect okay and for you as a practitioner it's a good way to really see what is it and to know that that person for you a patient probably does have the inherent disconnect and to help you work with it mm -hmm. and to find out does their body speak to them more or does their face the 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 traits that you see on the face speak to them more and start with that generally mm -hmm. start with whatever speaks to them and then try and integrate the behaviors mm -hmm of the strength and to and to help them know you know what in some ways you you probably always have a disconnect that's okay you know we can we can help that but just like some person might always have worries some person might always have fear or overjoy you might always have a disconnect but these are ways that we can we can help you mm -hmm. and it's not so bad none of this is so bad you know what what seems bad is not knowing what to do about it yes yeah so that's why I like Chinese medicine uh -huh. so much. Yes. Yes. Or at least Taoist, because a lot of other mm -hmm. practitioners are using the Taoist um, um, model also. Mm -hmm. yeah. Do you have any parting words that you would like to leave the audience with? Anything that you really wanted people to leave this, this conversation? I think knowing? basically what I just said in, in a way is that we've all got something, mm -hmm. and having the something is what makes us unique it makes us us yes. even though it's the challenge and to to
to embrace that mm -hmm. and to know that as difficult as some of our challenges are, every single one has the other side and that there's a way to focus on, bring out the other side. But very often our challenges too serve us well. Yes. You know, if you have no fear, you're going to be reckless. Yes. If you, don't, if you have no worry, you'll be inconsiderate perhaps or, and they're not very caring or nurturing right? and so on and so forth. So again, it's just valuing, knowing who we are and valuing. And the other thing is the same with everyone in our life, mm -hmm. valuing absolutely everything that people close to us and people who we may not even want to be close to us, mm -hmm. that new boss or that new teammate, <laughs> right? Yes. Or the new, you know, in-law or mm -hmm. someone like that. You may not want them there, but they're there and they're, mm -hmm. they're in your life. And it's not that hard just understanding their element, what their challenges are, which I think opens almost anyone's heart if you yes. can really see someone's challenge. Especially the more, more challenged they are, the more yeah. appreciative they are that someone try to bridge that, yes. that connection yes. and seeing what their innate gifts are yeah. because you might have forgotten to notice that you know if, if you aren't drawn to them yes and just you know i say to people some just use it as an exercise mm -hmm. and you'll find yourself opening up your heart and your spirit to them yeah. so okay, well it was a pleasure thank you so much patricia Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much. I've just enjoyed this. It's okay. been too long since yes. I've seen you. So this is a wonderful way to reconnect. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you.